Okay, so I have a confession to make, and I'm not a fearful person by any means, really. I'm really not. I consider myself to be adventurous. I like to try new things. Uh, I like to challenge myself. But I have a confession. I have arachnophobia. That's right. I hate spiders. That is the fear of spiders. I, I really hate those big, brown, furry spiders. I got to tell you, I don't react too well when they crawl across the floor. It's just something that I've always hated. When, when Noah built the ark and they walked on two by two, I'm so thankful that God saved the world and all that, but... Jesus, I would have been okay if you just let the spiders die in the flood. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have personally been okay with that, but God is God and I am not. So I'm going to leave that right there. And when I was a kid, one of my friends uh, had like a video gaming set in his basement. And so we went down there uh, to hang out. Me and my brother Jonathan were over there. We were staying the night. We went down there and he had this little cage, this little glass cage. And I didn't see anything in it, so I didn't really say anything about it. But um, we're sitting there and we're hanging out, we're talking. And then I saw it. That's right. It ends up that this family owned a tarantula. Now, <laughs> needless to say, I did not sleep very good that night knowing that that tarantula was in that house because I do not like spiders. Do you hear me? I don't like spiders. Now, you may be one of those people that, oh, it's nice, you know, leave it alone. Okay, so... I tried to overcome this fear of spiders and they they put they asked me if I would hold it. They said this is a nice spider. Oh goodness. So me being adventurous and liking to challenge myself, I held out my hand and they put this tarantula on my hand and I start feeling this kind of like itchy kind of shooting pain in my hands and they said, "Oh, Oh, that's just a defense mechanism. He shoots little hairs into your skin like spears. Okay. <laughs> All right. Needless to say, that tarantula got out of my hand very quick, and I have never held a spider again. So my rule is, if I see a spider, I'm going to kill it. That's right. Now, you may not like that, that might offend you. You may think I'm brutal, but there's a rule in my house. If there's a spider, we're going to kill those spiders. They're just not going to live in my house. I'm not going to coexist with something that can harm me. Well, that's what today's episode is about. Are you living with things that can harm you? Do you coexist with something that is designed to hurt you? Well, I say, kill the spiders.
Thanks for tuning into the Noteworthy Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan French. Let's go. Hey guys, Nathan French here. Welcome to Rapid Fire Instagram Questions, the part of the show where I answer your questions that you have submitted on Instagram. If you want to be a part of this in the future, just go follow at Podcast Noteworthy. And every week I post a story allowing you to submit your questions. That's all you have to do. Go follow it and uh, submit your question. And there's a good chance your question might be answered on the show. So I noticed a recurring question uh, that you guys were asking. And so I wanted to devote the whole rapid fire to answer this one question. And that question was this. It was submitted by multiple people. What podcast do you enjoy listening to right now? And uh, I'm so glad that you guys asked that question because there are so many incredible podcasts that I listen to. I am guilty of being a podcast junkie. It's very rare for me to drive down the road and not be listening to a podcast. Just ask my wife, Rachel. I'm slightly obsessed with them because I am an audio learner and it's a way for me to take in knowledge and learn and grow. And so I'm just very thankful for uh, the ministry of my fellow podcasters. So I'm going to give you 10. Okay. I love you guys so much that I am going to give you 10 apostolic podcasts that I am listening to right now. That's right. These these podcasts are still going. They are current. They are releasing basically every week or every other week, at least once a month. I'm telling you, this is a ton of content that I'm going to give you. Okay, so let's work through it. So I've got 10 podcasts here. Here are my recommendations for good Christian apostolic content that's just really fun and informational and deep and going to help you grow. Number one is, of course, The Restorationist with Adam Shaw. Uh, I feel like everybody uh, listens to that podcast because it's just so great. Um, We've actually had Brother Shaw on the Noteworthy podcast. You can go back and listen to that. He talks about kind of the origins of starting his podcast. Um, Secondly, what was I thinking with Jake Walden? Jake is a friend of mine, and uh, if you know Jake, he's just a really fun personality, but don't let his jokes deceive you. He's got some really incredible, deep things to say on his podcast, and I would recommend you go subscribe to this podcast and every podcast that I'm going to mention. I would go hit the subscribe button on it today. Number three, Acculturate with Matt Faircloth. 
Matt is one of my best friends in the world. They just had a baby boy named Rowan. And I would recommend that you go listen to this podcast. Incredible stuff. There's about five episodes out right now. And I know he plans to continue moving forward with that. A new one that I discovered is Apostolic Life in the 21st Century with Dr. David Bernard. Really great. They're about 10 minutes an episode. And he answers one question in every episode about, um, you know, being apostolic in the 21st century. Really incredible content. Number five, simplify with LJ Harry. Of course, Brother Harry's been on the program as well. He's probably no stranger to you. He also has a book called Simplify, and he has a brand new book about the Ten Commandments that you should go buy at Pentecostal Publishing House. Um, but fun fact here. Uh, Brother LJ is a part of another podcast called The Preacher and the Policeman. Did you know that? I bet you didn't know that. But he is. He's a part of another podcast. So go check that out. Very good content. Number six, Apostolic Voice with Ryan French. Now, I am super biased because Ryan is my brother. But I'm telling you, this podcast is absolutely incredible. Um, it started from his blog at ryanafrench.com. And so he's kind of got this sub ministry now of the podcast going with it, where he interviews people and dives into his uh, blog post. And I'm telling you, it is incredible content and very high quality content as well. I mean, man, Ryan's really gone all in with the with the podcast sound and he is rocking it. Apostolic voice. Seven. Crucial Conversation Podcast. Um, I really, really enjoy this podcast. I do not know them personally, um, but my Aunt Sharon goes to church with them, and she told me about it. Uh, love you, Aunt Sharon. Shout out. And uh, that's a great podcast, the Crucial Conversation Podcast. Devote 365 is my eighth recommendation. Devote 365 by UPCI Youth Ministries. As you listen, you will probably notice that I am the one reading the devotions that's right it is i nathan french uh, i was very honored to get to read those for upci youth ministries and it really turned out to be a great resource devote 365 there's literally 365 episodes one for every single day of the year and it's a great way to start your day actually start your day with some podcast devotion number nine is the youth ministries podcast I believe Brother Adam Shaw is now the host of that, doing an incredible job with some great content for anybody that feels called to youth ministry or really any ministry of any kind. Last but not least is our 10th recommendation, The Convo with Kurt and Colton. Anybody that loves music, if you're like me, you love music, you're going to want to go subscribe to this podcast. Incredible content. They interview a lot of musicians and apostolic artists and they just have a really great time doing it i really enjoy listening to it so there you go there is 10 that is not all of them there are many more great apostolic podcasts uh, out there i just don't have time to mention all of them today maybe we'll do a part two but this has been rapid fire we love you guys let's get back to the show and be sure to go to su subscribe to all those podcasts they're gonna bless you let's get back to noteworthy shall we Spiders are 
everywhere. They are quite literally all around us. A recent entomological survey of North Carolina homes turned up spiders in 100% of them, including 68% of bathrooms and more than three quarters of bedrooms. The article goes on to say, there's a good chance at least one spider is staring at you right now, sizing you up from a darkened corner of the room, eight eyes glistening in the shadows. Spiders mostly eat insects, although some of the larger species have been known to snack on lizards, birds, and even small mammals. Given their abundance and the ferociousness of their appetites, two European biologists recently wondered if you were to tally up all the food eaten by the world's entire spider population in a single year, how much would it be? The answer was that the world's spiders consume somewhere between 400 million and 800 million tons of prey in any given year. That means that spiders eat at least as much meat as all 7 billion humans on the planet combined. It's a problem, folks. (laughs) Okay, I know, I know I'm a spider hater and I'm hating on the spiders today, but it's all around us. It's a problem. Now, not all of them can kill you. Most of them cannot, but some of them can. It's a problem. And for the sake of today's episode, uh, I, I want to do a comparison here that Sin is all around you. Temptation is all around you. It's quite literally everywhere. It's easily accessible in the world that we live in. To pick up your phone can now be considered dangerous spiritually and you may not even be looking for something. Trouble finds you in the world that we live in. And so as Christians, we need to learn what do we need to kill in our lives to make sure that we are holy as unto the Lord And that we are ready to meet Jesus Christ when the trumpet sounds and he comes back for his church. I want to be ready. I don't want spiders in my house, in my life, in my heart, in my mind when the trumpet sounds. So I I want you to consider this with me. Do you have things in your life that are entertaining you, that live under the same roof as you, maybe with your wife and your kids? Are your kids sleeping with spiders crawling around everywhere? Do you have things in your life, in your house, 
that can harm your relationship with God. Well, this episode, this episode is important because I may be speaking to some people that need to kill some things in your life. You're struggling with your prayer life. You're struggling with your home life, your relationships. Everything in your life is suffering because you refuse to kill the things in your life that are harming you. Maybe it's entertainment. Well, my goodness, I'm going to help somebody today. Consider this with me. 1 John 1 and 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, let me lay a little groundwork, a little foundation for where we're going to go here. In the beginning, God creates the heavens and the earth, right? And he said that it was good. It would be a world without tears, death, or sorrow. God only had one command to mankind. He says in Genesis 2.17, But the tree, the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day... That you eat of it, you shall surely die. Romans 5 and 12 says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. Verse, uh, or chapter 3, verse 23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It wasn't supposed to be this way. Right, We weren't supposed to have temptation and sin all around us every waking moment of every day. It wasn't supposed to be this way. But sin messes things up. Sin was introduced into the world when mankind disobeyed the word of God. And because sin entered into the world, we were all born into sin. David said, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. And because we were born into sin, each and every one of us need to be forgiven of our sins. That's right. All of us have were born with things in our life that needed to be dealt with. And I, I want to talk to you a little bit about repentance because I think repentance is the key to killing the spiders in your life. There are two words that could change your life. Two words that change everything about your future, your destiny. It'll change your relationships and the way people view you. Two simple words. I'm sorry. Asking and Believing are two very different things. It's one thing to ask for forgiveness. It's another thing to believe you have been forgiven and walk in that victory. 
My hope in these next few moments on this podcast is that somebody would believe in the power of repentance and believe that God could turn your situation around and that you could draw lines in the sand and that you could be closer to God, that you could feel his presence again. I believe by the end of this show, somebody is going to believe that with me. So there was a man praying with his pastor at the altar. He prayed and prayed a prayer the pastor had heard many times before. As this man prayed for forgiveness, he would say, Lord, take the cobwebs out of my heart. Lord, take the cobwebs out of my life. The pastor heard him say this over and over again, and the man kept confessing of how he fell again and messed up again. The man stepped up to pray again after confessing sin in his life to his pastor, saying, Lord, take the cobwebs out of my heart. God, I've messed up again. And finally, the pastor interrupted him and said, Kill the spider, Lord. Kill the spider. That story is what inspired this podcast today. Because many times we ask the Lord to forgive us of sin, yet we leave the source of sin in our lives. The cobwebs were a result of the problem. But the real problem was not the cobweb. The problem was a spider. Now, I'm that guy, and maybe you've been there before where you're walking, and it's kind of dark, and you're outside, you're trying to get into the house, you're looking for your keys, and a spider's web hits your face, and you realize, I have just walked in to a spider's web. (laughs) Now, uh, I wish I could say that I remain cool, calm, and collective in that moment, but it's usually a little moment of panic, and there may be... Uh, maybe some panic that manifests itself outwardly for me. And I'm reaching, I'm trying to get this cobweb off of my face. Well, I want you to think about why we panic when we walk into a spider's web. It's not because we're afraid of the web. We know that where there's a web, there's a source. Where there is a spider's web, we know that a spider could be present. That's why we panic. Spiders will build their webs over and over again. If you tear a spider's web down, the next day it will be back. And you can tear it down But spiders will rebuild. And if there is a dangerous spider in your house, the only way to stop seeing spider's webs is you have to 
Kill the source. Kill the spiders. If you want to stop seeing spiders' webs. The fight you had was a cobweb. The problem was anger. The profanity in your mouth was a cobweb. The problem was lack of control and consecration to God. Being slow to say I'm sorry is a cobweb. The problem is feeling unworthy of forgiveness yourself. The temptation to give up your purity is a cobweb. The problem that builds it is the entertainment you've been watching that pushes impurity as something we should glorify and aspire to. Not feeling the presence of God at church is a cobweb. The real problem is woven throughout the week because you haven't prayed and read your word. You've got to identify the spider and kill it. If you want to stop seeing cobwebs, you've got to start killing spiders. And so many times, that is what we do in the altar. We, we walk up to the altar and, and, and we're trying to ask for forgiveness and we're kind of, we got our broom and we're brushing down some cobwebs in our life. And you know what the source is. And you say, well, I brushed down the cobwebs. Nobody can, can see. Well, God sees it. You know, I'm a youth pastor, so let me just break it down from what I see in my youth class a lot. I see incredible students that the sky is the limit. They're filled with the Holy Ghost. They're baptized in Jesus' name. Most of them are. But they walk into church and they struggle to feel the presence of God. They struggle to feel it. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a push. It's a press into the presence of God. Almost every week. And if you look behind the surface, the ones that are stepping in and they're feeling the presence of God, they're having breakthrough versus the ones that are just struggling to even feel anything. Usually behind the scenes, the biggest difference is the type of entertainment that they are taking in throughout the week. If you've been watching ungodly entertainment and listening to ungodly music, and then you walk into church and you're wondering why you're struggling to feel the presence of God, well, you've got a source. There's a spider in your life that is keeping you from your potential. And so many times people spend the whole church service knocking down cobwebs. Oh my goodness. You're about to make me preach right now. You you waste all your time knocking down cobwebs and then the service is over. And you've missed it. Because the spider in your life builds all these barriers around you that you have to fight through to get to the presence of God. Let me tell you, that is not the will of God. That is not the will of God for your life. 
It is the will of God that his presence is free and available to all of us. He freely gives it to us. The gift of the Holy Ghost is a gift from God. He wants to pour it out more than you even want to receive it. The problem is not, does God want to pour out his spirit today? No, the problem is us. What mess are we having to knock down? What spider's webs are we having to knock down every time we get into the presence of God so that we can have freedom and liberty? But so many people are just tied up in the web. They are tied up in the web. Because there is a source in their life that they refuse to kill. And they say, well, I've knocked it down. No, the source is still there. And the spider will rebuild. The enemy will rebuild if you do not kill the source in your life. But I've got some good news for somebody. You can turn it around. You can kill the things in your life that are keeping you from the presence of God. Trust me, if you're watching R-rated movies all week, you're not going to walk into church and feel the presence of God. The preacher can't tear down in an hour what you've been doing seven days a week. Okay, but the Bible says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jonah 3 tells us that Nineveh, was an evil city that had strayed far from God. God called Jonah to preach to Nineveh and tell them that if they didn't turn from their wicked way, God was going to destroy them. And get this, the Bible says that the people of Nineveh repented and turned from their wicked ways. They turned from it. God told them what the problem was. He sent Jonah, and they made the changes that they needed to change to be who God wanted them to be. It is possible to turn this thing around. So I want to close out the show today by mentioning four things that you can do to kill the spiders in your life. Because we all have sin all of, around us. We all have temptation all around us. Those that are overcoming are those that are disciplined and intentional in their walk with God. So we're going to mention four things. Here's, here's the first thing that you can do to start getting rid of some spiders in your house. Number one, start your day with prayer and a time of devotion in the Word of God. Start your day with that. Don't, don't wait until late at night. And, and I know that everybody has a different schedule, and of course, your situation, maybe your job, I don't know your situation. But I would encourage you that if you can, if it is at all possible, begin your day with prayer and a time of devotion in the Word of God. That may mean getting up a little earlier than you originally had to. That may mean that you have to 
go to your church to have a quiet place to pray, go into your prayer closet. (laughs) You know, if you're like me, my wife, Rachel and I, we have two boys, Judah and Ezra, not super easy to have time of prayer and devotion once they get up. (laughs) Trust me. I understand the struggle, but when you begin your day by putting on the armor of God, you are going to be better prepared for the attack of the enemy. Sure, there's going to be struggles. There's going to be battles throughout the day. But you will be victorious in that battle because you have put on the armor of God already. You don't have to go try to find it at night after you've dealt with everything and struggled with everything. No, you can start your day by putting on the whole armor of God. The second thing you can do to kill some spiders in your life Don't check your social media pages until after you've completed step one. The absolute worst way to start your day is to wake up and go straight to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. That is a horrible way to start your day. You know how I know that? I've done it. I have done it. I have started my day by just instantly checking out social media it affects my mind it affects my my mood it just does not put me in a position to be what god has called me to be that day starting your day on social media is a disadvantage to your spirit because the flesh has been fed and is stronger after intaking media. Don't start your day that way. That You want spiders in your life. You want a bad attitude. You want jealousy. You want to be covetous. All these things. Uh, you just start your day with social media. That's a great way to invite some spiders into your life. Now, I'm not, I have social media. I'm not preaching against social media. I'm telling you that there is a time and a place for social media. And it should not be in the place of prayer and devotion. Matter of fact, I've mentioned this on the show, but I put my phone on airplane mode when I have my time of prayer and devotion. I would argue to say that your phone, your smartphone, is probably the biggest distraction from prayer. The third thing that you can do And, you know, you may not agree with this. And if you don't, you know, it's a free country. You don't have to listen to the podcast. (laughs) Okay. But it's going to help you. Number three, don't listen to ungodly music or podcast. If, If you're listening to music about lust and the love of money, you know, it's it's amazing how uh, so much of music is just belittling women, belittling truth, be, belittling purity, and you're taking that into your life and then you're struggling with, you, you wonder why you're struggling with all the things that they're belittling? Well, friend, you've been 
you've been listening to the wrong voices, so you're struggling with their message and their agenda because you have welcomed it into your ears, henceforth into your mind. Listen to music and podcast that feed your spirit and not your flesh. You know, there's lots of other podcasts besides Noteworthy, right? We mentioned it earlier in the show. There's a lot of incredible apostolic podcasts, and there's some really good podcasts that that aren't even apostolic-based. They just have really good uh, godly content that doesn't hurt you spiritually. And it's okay. You know, I'm not saying every uh, podcast you have to listen to has to be spiritual or be sermons or be like this podcast. I'm okay with all kinds of podcasts. What I'm not okay with is sitting there listening to profanity, listening to things that make your mind wander and and go against the things of God. I don't understand why a child of God sits there and takes that into their life and then says, well, I've got all these cobwebs in my life. Yeah, there's a spider There's a source in your life that is building these things. It's building impure thoughts. It's building profanity. It's building, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You know, you need to look at your heart when you're okay with listening to these things. And trust me, when you fast from it and you, if you revisit it, which hopefully you won't, but if you take a fast from something and you revisit it, you're like, whoa, I think I've been a little callous. I think I've been a little desensitized. And that's a good thing when you can identify that in your life. That means that you've killed some spiders and you can say, you know what? I see the benefit of removing myself from that kind of entertainment. And I think I'm going to just kill that spider completely. And I'm going to listen to music that glorifies God. And I'm going to listen to podcasts and shows that glorify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The fourth thing that you can do, and this ties in uh, to entertainment, and and I'm I'm just going to say it like this, number four. If it's a sin to do it, then why would you watch it? I'm going to say that one more time. If it is a sin to do it, then why would you watch it? Now, I'm not going to give you all my personal opinions on media, you know, but just personally in my life, I have taken a big step away from a lot of media, from a lot of Hollywood. Uh, I can I can see the agendas that they're pushing, and I, I don't like it. I'm, I'm a dad of two boys, and I, I'm really trying to draw lines so that they can be raised in a home of peace and they don't have to deal with the world's agenda. Trust me, the world's agenda is out there. The last place I want it is being pumped into my own home. So I, you know, I'm not going to put it all out there, but that's just, that's where my family is at. We're drawing a lot of lines in the sand Some people might make fun of that. Some people won't like it. I personally have never been made fun of that as an adult. I think people 
understand that this world is getting really evil and and the agenda is really awful and we need to draw some lines. I, I think I think most of us are on the same page with that. But let's apply this to what you're watching. Okay, whatever it is, uh, if you're watching Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus or whatever, YouTube, you name it, it's all accessible on your phone. You need to apply this principle to what you're watching. If it is a sin to do it, then it's a sin to be entertained by it. It is sinful to be entertained by ungodliness. Uh, I don't know how to say it any clearer, guys. I'm, I'm trying to lay it out straight on the line here. If you are watching things that are ungodly and being entertained by ungodliness, you will eventually be doing those things yourself. You will become so desensitized and callous to it that you will eventually do it yourself. So I would advise you that if if something you're watching is promoting something that is sinful, I would stop watching it. I would kill that spider today. And I'm going to make you a promise. I'm going to promise you something. Because I can stand on my testimony and on the word of God with this. So I feel very secure in saying this. If you will kill the spider of ungodly entertainment, you will be able to feel the presence of God in a way that you have not experienced before. Because when you start killing out the flesh, the Bible says that which is flesh is flesh and that which is spirit is spirit. And so many times we cannot feel the spirit of God because we have been feeding our flesh so much. And when you begin to fight against your flesh, you can say, less of me and more of you. I decrease so that you might increase. Guys, if you'll do these four things, and there's more you can do, but these are just four practical tips. Start your day with prayer and devotion. Don't start your day on social media. Don't listen to ungodly music or podcast. And if it's a sin to do it, then it's sinful to watch it. Just apply those things to the media in your life. I know we are a media-driven culture. I understand we've got to teach how to navigate. We've got to teach how to navigate through this because um, it's everywhere. And if we're not teaching it and we're not talking about it, then we cannot expect people to have the victory over it. But if we'll be intentional, if we will be disciplined and say, you know what? We're going to fight against the tactics of the enemy. We're going to put on the army of God. And we're going to kill some of these harmful things that are trying to hurt millennials and Generation Z. We're going to just kill those out and stop praying that God will remove cobwebs 
We're going to be like that pastor and say, you know what? Let's get to the source of the problem and let's get that out of our lives. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for your presence that I feel right now, even as we're talking about this subject. And God, I know this is not the easiest subject for some people, but I feel a peace and I feel your presence as we are intentional to fight this problem straight on. Lord, we want to be victorious. We know that we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. God, help us to talk about the victories and not just the losses. Help us to be intentional to tell others how we overcame. Lord, there are those that are listening that maybe they're struggling with addiction. There are those that are listening that are struggling with sin and temptation. But God, would you give them the courage to kill out anything in their life that is keeping them from your presence? God, would you encourage somebody today that they can turn this around and they can be who you have called them to be? And God, we'll be sure to give you all the glory and we'll give you all the honor. We'll give you all the praise. Because even though we were unworthy and we have fallen short of the glory of God, you became sin, but you knew no sin, so we can trust you, the, the spotless lamb, the unblemished lamb of God. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for what you did on Calvary so that we could be made clean. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Guys, I love you. It's been such a wonderful time spending time with you today. We pray that you have a great rest of your day today. Looking forward to future episodes of the Noteworthy Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan French. Be blessed and go kill some spiders. We'll see you next time.